Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Screenplay Writers Podcast. We are the Screenplay Writers. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Screenplay Writers Podcast, the only podcast by, for, and about screenplay writers and screenplays. We are your hosts, I'm Ryan. Hey, what's up? It's Nathan. And we are back again this week to talk screenplays. Great to be here with you, Nathan. Great to be here with you as well, Ryan. It's a hot one out there. It is so hot. We are hot. Yes, it's summertime, as they say. Yes, they do. Do you have any particular summer rituals or? Yeah, for me, it involves a lot of writing, Mm. a lot of screenplays. I'm working on through my five summer blockbusters that we do every year. Mm. Uh, Those are going real well, pretty well, almost complete uh, four of them, still working on the fifth. Um, And we do have some interesting uh, news, as we've talked about uh, between the two of us, Nathan. The South Surrey Screenplay Writers Festival that uh, that we've always been involved in somewhat tangentially, but sometimes very intensely. And it's this intense, but it's tangential. You yeah, can't really describe it any other way. I mean, yeah. Tangents can be intense. There's just no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, this year is no exception. Uh, we were absolutely flabbergastedly thrilled to see that one of my screenplays, The Work Wearer, uh, which I did pitch in Logline Cage Match on this very show, possibly one of the first episodes, has been accepted into the festival as a screenplay being considered for the prizes, which is just a thrill thrill for me to be among the the... The screenplay is considered uh, and being read by judges currently. Um, Nathan, unfortunately, didn't make the deadline. No, there's <laughs> another deadline screw up. Yeah, I, I have to Mix stop up. relying on you for uh, for the actual information on when to submit and where to submit. Because yeah, well, I I in hindsight, I should have given you more than two weeks notice. Yeah, I did say two weeks before the deadline, Nathan. This is due in two weeks. What can I do to help um, finish off your screenplay? What can I do? I'll, I'll hand deliver it myself. Do you mm-hmm. want me to type out while you talk? Unfortunately, that wasn't enough um, effort on my part, and Nathan didn't quite make the deadline. But but what I am doing is I'm starting my own kind of separate thing. I yes. want to essentially become a judge for the South Surrey Screenplay yes. uh, Writers Festival. So essentially, very exciting. The way that the contest works is that everybody uploads their scripts. Once the, the ones get, they get chosen, you can go online, uh, com, and you can read the scripts, vote on your favorites. Uh, voting is open for the next few weeks. So go ahead, uh, vote for Ryan's. But yeah. for me, go to uh, Nathan Hare for one of the judges of the South Surrey Screenplay Writers Competition.com and vote for me to become one of the judges so that I can essentially... Uh, uh, judge, because I do feel like, in, in some ways, like I'm more of a teacher mentor yes. role yes. as a screenplay writer. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like this would be a pretty sweet job opportunity for me. Um, so please go ahead and vote for me. Uh, yeah. I feel like if I get enough 
votes or signatures through the website, they'll they'll have no choice but yeah. to hire me on as a position there. Absolutely. It's very exciting. It's a write-in vote sort of scenario. It's, you know, it's unsolicited. Uh, they haven't asked for suggestions for judges for the judging panel. but They also don't have a really have a judging panel because, as I, as I okay. just described, right. it's all voting-based. But voting maybe based. next okay. year they could implement a judging panel of yeah. uh, one yeah. to, you know, one would be great. One would just absolutely. be great if I could be the sole judge. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another great way to make that, um, make make your voice heard and get Nathan Hare elected to judging panel for this South Surrey competition is to go to their website and you'll find a contact form, okay? And the form says name, email, comments. In those comments is where you're going to want to do your write-in vote. It's not technically a voting uh, form, but it's an open you know, form for contact for contact and comment, and we believe that this is one of the best uses of that form. Exactly, and this is sort of what you know politically, um, etc. Like you have to use the opportunities for communication yeah. that present themselves to you. Totally. So if there is an open contact form on a website, please do use that, whether it is the South Surrey uh, Screenplay Writers Competition or not. Yeah. to voice your concern and your opinion that I should that should be my job basically absolutely anytime you see a form like that they're usually uh, well you know well read those those comments typically go directly to someone who really cares deeply about your comments so exactly. make make your voice heard Well, today's episode is on surprise. Episode yes. 51, we're getting so much closer to our year uh, anniversary of 53rd or 52nd week. We celebrated our 50th last week, obviously. This is 51. It's sort of in between, but it's also very important. In between. We like to consider it, you know, that kind of gray zone between Christmas and New Year's where exactly. you're just kind of at home chilling. Yeah. That's sort of what this zone is for us, although we always are hard at work, but... Yeah. It is a little bit of an in-between period where you're like, okay, so we just celebrated something and now we're waiting to celebrate something again. Yeah. But we'll sh- we'll be sure to have a big year bash, so that'll be pretty awesome. Absolutely. So, surprise is the topic today, which is something that people have continually asked us to address, um, the question of how to incorporate more surprise and uh, shock and delight into your screenplays. Uh, and that's something that we like to do with everything we write. Um, we like to ensure that almost every page has an element of surprise, whether it's in the character uh, who is on the in the scene, whether it's what they say is is said in a surprising way, whether it's someone jumping out from behind a couch. These are the types of ways you can incorporate surprise and shock into a screenplay. Nathan, what would you say would be your number one go-to tactic for injecting just a tone of surprise, a touch of surprise into a screenplay? Um, Writing in a jack-in-the-box that is on a character's nightstand that happens to go off at an inopportune time. Yeah, that is... Uh, you know, that is one of the top hairs rules is the jack-in-the-box surprise rule. When in when in need of surprise, you know, 
get the jack in the box on the nightstand. Mm. Um, it's it's a go to. It's a classic movie move that is, you know, it's familiar but not yet a trope. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a cliche. It's something that. Let me just say, it will surprise the audience. It'll surprise the audience to see the jack-in-the-box there, and it will surprise the audience when the jack-in-the-box pops. Exactly. And also, you know, you you could also kind of build it up by, like, um, uh, say it's, like, a character, and it's the night before a big meeting or the night before whatever, some sort of big event, and they're kind of thinking in their head and going over the different things. And then as the audience is getting into those thoughts with the rhythm of the movie – then you surprise him with that jack-in-the-box yep. coming out on the nightstand. Yep. Um, and essentially, yeah, I think it's something you may question, why does this character have a children's toy? Maybe they on their nightstand, maybe they have mm-hmm. kids, maybe it's a collector's yeah. item. And that sets you up for surprise down the line yeah. in the screenplay with where that question is answered in a surprising way. Yeah, when they, go, they take the jack-in-the-box to the... Uh, to get repaired yeah. and the audience goes oh, okay this is why they well it maybe this doesn't why answer they why have they have it. a jack in the box but it kind of explores the jack it, in the box it, further it expands on the, the notion of the jack in the box yeah. which is what we are trying to do and maybe there's even a tie in thing with the restaurant I don't know it, it, you can always look for yeah. opportunities to kind of shave or like you know save a few bucks by getting a sponsorship or something I'm not sure if that company actually makes jack in the box is right. but right no, absolutely. And another way, you know, if you're going to include the jack-in-the-box on a nightstand or on a shelf, what I like to do is have a character um, sing the jack-in-the-box song. And then, but the surprise is that the thing pops or something happens before the jack-in-the-box song finishes. So you're shocked. Yeah. Maybe someone else character pops into the room maybe it's a scary person or persons yeah maybe it's uh the house caves in you know maybe it's uh an avalanche whatever it is people are expecting that song to finish but you shock them surprise them by doing it before the expected end exactly and here's another tactic you can use with the -the jack-in-the-box you finish the Jack in the Box song. Right. End it right there. And then you have about a couple, few seconds pause. So yeah. the audience thinks, oh, this thing is broken. It's not working, etc. It's old. And then the Jack in the Box yeah. appears. Yeah. You want a seat jumper? That's a seat jumper. Exactly. And uh, that brings us to this concept of seat jumpers, which is... Closely intertwined with surprise, um, and that is this idea that every once in a while you want to give your audience a seat jumper. Mm-hmm. You want to surprise them to uh, a level eight or above where they're not just you know internally surprised where the reaction might be, oh, yeah, oh, okay, got me off guard. You want them to jump out of their seats uh, physically. And if not physically, then at least mentally, where their their head is off somewhere else, yeah. you know, in the stadium, in the uh, in in the place where you see movies, theater, it's called. Yeah. Well, some stadiums do show movies. Um, well, that's where we like to see them. Exactly. Well, the Coliseum like the energy. actually just did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this is the other thing that we talk about seat jumping. Is a lot of theaters now will have uh, like you have you get an assigned seat. It's not general admission. It's kind of more fancy yeah. theaters. So when we go to see movies, um, oftentimes I find that I don't want to just stay in my seat for the entire movie. I want to see the movie from a bunch of different angles. Because actually yeah. when you're looking at a movie, you can 
learn a lot by noticing it from different areas of the stadium. Mm-hmm. So seat jumping is kind of a term that we've come up with, which is where you tap somebody on the shoulder, you whisper in their ear, can I sit in your seat and you sit in mine? And then uh, you two switch seats, um, which is something that we would encourage theater-going audiences to try out. Yeah. Of course, we're also wearing headlamps at the time because we're reading our scripts with the movie that we're watching. Yeah, it can be disruptive, we've heard, but we feel... Sort of heard through the grapevine. Yeah, overall, the it is worth it. So that is surprise in a nutshell. That's how surprise works. That's how you want to incorporate it into your screenplay. Let's do script surgery. Scalpel. Dialogue. Character development. Jokes. Plot points. So script surgery is where we take an existing movie and essentially take it apart and build it up from the ground up find everything that's wrong with it, and make it an actual workable script. Bingo. Today on Script Surgery, we are going to do surgery on Game Night, which is a screenplay that just made it to film a month or two ago. It's all about games. Uh, it's It's all right there in the title. And in a way, that's a bit of a surprise in itself because it's so literal, the title, that... It's surprising almost how straight and direct and literal that title was. When I got in to see the screenplay on film, on, on, on screen, I was shocked at, at that that's you know, exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because now it seems like the trend is to just have the most kind of literal titles. You know, I see a lot of TV shows. It's like Girls. Yeah. Um, boys. Boys. Kids. Kids. Parents, Parents, 30-something, Superman, all of these examples. All of these ones. Curious Game case of, of Thrones. Benjamin Button. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's literally what it is. New Girl. So this one, Brooklyn Game Nine Night, Nine. you know, plays on that with a literal movie title. And then once you dive into the screenplay, there are many surprises throughout. Um, there's all the different characters, the way they interact. There's the scenarios of what's happening, plot points moving in progression. And then ultimately we end up at the end climax, which is quite a surprising event. And I don't want to tell you what it is because we don't want the spoiler alert to go off. No, so if, if the spoiler alert goes off, we actually get fined a little bit of money because it's so loud. Get fined, exactly. Yeah. So, so what we'll do is, you know what, we'll leave it to you because we don't want to spoil the surprise Mm -hmm. because that's a big part of what makes screenplays so magical. Yeah, and Jason Bateman is funny. Nathan, let's do Logline Cage Match. In Logline Cage Match, we do a no-holds-barred review uh, pitch session of a screenplay idea that one of us is working on. I'll read one today, Nathan, if that's okay. It's called Goth Doctor. It's the story of a young doctor fresh out of medical school who likes to wear black, including a black lab coat and a bit of black lipstick and black eyeliner and is a goth. Goth Doctor. 
So this one is all about a goth doctor. It's um, this person is relatively upbeat for a goth, but looks like a goth. And so he or she, I haven't decided yet, doesn't matter, hasn't decided or no, they they sometimes take some flack for dressing like a goth, even though they're an exceptionally talented doctor with excellent bedside manner. Mm hmm. What do you think? Oh, I love it. It's like actually very perfect. And I think you should write it. For these times? Yeah, for these times, because everyone's kind of goth now. Some people are goth, some people are not. There's a nice mix out there. So that's what I was trying to incorporate with the messaging of this movie. What about this? I feel like, what about like a, like kind of a reality, not a reality, but like almost like a Billy on the street type show where it's like goth or not. And you interview people and ask if they're goth. Maybe yeah. Jimmy Kimmel could pull that out on one of his yeah. his audience Q&A segments. That could definitely happen. I'm not really sure how that ties into goth doctor, my screenplay idea. But you know Promotion what? Promotion after the Just movie. Just putting that out there. You know what? That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. But it definitely could happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a great idea. And that pretty well brings us to the end of this episode. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. This is the end. Uh, it's not going on any longer. And that's our episode. Bingo. Yeah. So it's uh, been a pleasure to chat with you today, Nathan. And to you, listener, thanks for tuning in. Vote for us. Vote for Nathan. Uh, write in vote in the online comment form in the co- where it says comments. Just type in Nathan Hare should be a judge. It says three screenwriters festival. Screenplay writers. And vote for the work wearer if you see it. And as always, keep your dialogue snappy. Always keep writing.